The Midnight Snack Podcast would like to acknowledge the Darawal and Bidjigal people as the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on today. We would like to pay respects to elders both past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across this nation listening today. What up everyone, this is Lolly with an I, not a Y, get it right. This is Ru, aka the Culture Black Kid. And you're listening to the Midnight Snack Podcast. Let's go. Australia's Tastiest Podcast and your one-stop shop for all things juicy in the culture. Uh, I forgot my line. <laughs> Here to bring you the latest, greatest, and to add to your playlist. There we go. How are you doing today, Lolly? I'm so good. I'm doing so well. I'm going to be living my best life. And at this point, I already am living my best life mm-hmm. in the You're, Gold Coast, yes. away from everybody. Avoiding Rennie. Including you. Avoiding Rennie. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm elsewhere because I am officially incognito. Um, yes. So don't at me. Don't come near me. If you know me, no, you don't. What about you? How are you feeling today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm keen to get into. Uh, I'm keen to get into this episode. We're gonna make it a little, little quick one because you know, we got we got things to do, places to be. But you know, we're still gonna give you some dope things, some dope news stories because this is episode sixty six, and it's a Thursday. If you're uh, well, we hope you're listening on on the Thursday. But you know, if, if you're not listening on the Thursday and any other day, you know, this is our news episode. So let us get right into it. So, firstly, Post Malone officiated a wedding on stage. And, you know, Post Malone stays with the love for his fans. And according to TMZ, the couple hopped on stage to start the ceremony following post-show in Seattle on the Saturday. Mm. We are recording this. Uh, So I'll be last. So that would have been the 5th, the 5th of November. Mm -hmm. So Heidi Levon, who is friends with the couple, said that they're hoping Posty can attend their planned wedding in March. Uh, Malone was meeting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll be dope. And, you know, Post always shows love to his fans. You know, he was meeting with fans and signing autographs on stage late last month in Tulsa. And someone asked him to participate in their gender reveal. You know, Post always stays with the the fan love. The You know, even when he's falling on stage, you know, he'll still find a way to, through the pain, to, you know, sign some autographs, take some photos. Mm. And, you know, I love it. He's so random, though. I love it. Like, they, they ask for the most random things, the, the fans, but I love it. Yeah, no, so but good. you know, you know, that, that's, that's the fan base that, you know, I, I aspire to have and, you know, yeah, my relationship with fans where, you know, you can do all these dumb things and be asked, ask these things and, you know, they, they always know that they're going to get the best from you, even when you're not in 100%. Yeah, so yeah. shout out to Post Malone, you know, officially, I didn't know that, you know, he was able to officiate <laughs> weddings. I didn't know he was a, he was a, he was a minister, but sure. Do we know he's Minister legit? Post. Minister Posty. Minister Posty, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let us get onto our uh, news story for this week. Only one story for you this week, but you know, we got some things that are going to go along with it. All that right after this. (laughs) Minister Posty. back uh let us get into our news story for you this week as well as some you know some extra discussion and we are talking about the rock and roll hall of fame inductions which Mm. happened at in los angeles this 
year at the Microsoft Theater where artists like Dolly Parton, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, Judas Preach, Eurythmics, and the one and only Eminem were inducted. So just to rattle off before we get to the hip-hop side of it. So Mm -hmm. some highlights included Robert Downey Jr. inducting Duran Duran, Pink inducted Dolly Parton, who initially Mm. turned down the award, but later returned saying she didn't feel... Uh, turned down the word saying that she didn't feel like she deserved it. But then, you know, wow. turned turned around and said, I did understand at the time that's about more than that. I'm just honored to be, you know, and so proud to be here tonight. So, you know, shout out to Dolly Parton for mm. that. Uh, Lenny Kravitz inducted Lionel Richie and mm. Jimmy Iovine and the late Sylvia Robinson were also inducted and for their overall contribution to the music industry. And they've had a dope contribution to the genre of hip hop as well. Yes. Sylvia Robinson discovered the Sugar Hill Gang yeah. back in the early 80s, you know, and that, you know, turned into the first radio song mm-hmm. for hip-hop, basically the mm-hmm. first popular hip-hop song in the world. And mm-hmm. Jimmy Iovine started Interscope and, you know, he teamed up with Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre, you know. Did what he did. Dr. Dre did what he did and, you know, mm. another thing that he did was discover Eminem. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Dre inducted Eminem into the Hall of Fame, saying that Eminem's gifts were undeniable and that he brought hip-hop to middle America and offered kids who look like him a way to connect to it. And we always know, we all know for a fact that hip-hop is a black genre. But, you know, we also appreciate the artists of all creeds and colors who are, you know, Mm. doing it in Mm -hmm. the genre and really paying homage in a right way to the four founders and the, yeah. the the originators of the genre. And Eminem always, always, always shows respect to 100%. his elders in hip-hop where, you know, he went on with his speech saying that, you know, he shouldn't be there because rappers don't usually get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a tough accomplishment in the genre, but also because yeah. he almost died from an overdose in 2007. But, mm. you know, he finally went on to credit so many, so many hip-hop artists that influenced him during his career with his final mm. words being, I know this induction is supposed to be me talking about myself, but fuck that. I would not be here without yep. them. I am a high school dropout with a hip-hop education and these were my teachers and it's their night just as much as mine. So thank you. That was the the highlight of the whole speech for me. Mm. I just think Eminem has been an artist that has always shown so much respect and he's so deserving of this. Um, And he has never failed to mention that he is a product of Mm hip-hop and a product of everyone who came before him. Yeah, And the fact that he always shows love and respect will mean he forever has my respect and that Mm -hmm. means that he will be in the books for that reason. First and foremost, being a product of everyone before him and a product of the early Mm hip-hop and just, you know, like what I loved as well, just to quickly touch on it, was the fact that Dre said that M gave people that look like him a chance which yep. is usually what you hear on the other side of things. Definitely. 100%. But he's still acknowledging Eminem's struggles. And he did say that in the speech. He said mm-hmm. they their collaboration came at a time when he discovered M. It was when M was going through a thing where he just wanted to feed his family. 
yep. and provide for his family. Andre was yep. going through his own things at the time. Mm. but With he, Aftermath not being successful yeah, and, you know, exactly. people saying that, you know, we, you shouldn't sign this white guy. Like, white yeah. guys can't rap. You should look at all these dope black artists. Yeah, and he was. He said he was willing to sacrifice his whole career mm-hmm. just on the idea of Eminem's success and yeah. and his talent and his talent because he was so he is so talented. Yeah, and you know he took a chance on him and it changed the whole industry. It changed the mm-hmm. whole hip hop scene. It influenced many, many, many generations of rappers to come. Doesn't matter what color they Definitely. were and they are. Eminem is Eminem and Dre's collaboration has influenced producers and artists mm-hmm. throughout this genre since. For sure. And that's like going on 20 years or so. Like, yeah. You know, that's it's crazy. And I really love that Dre said that in his speech. Like he showed that doesn't matter who we are, a struggle is a struggle. And we mm-hmm. came together when we both had struggles and created something legendary. Mm-hmm. And I love that he did that as a black man to a white man. Like yep. it's. It shows mutual respect when no one, no, I don't know any time someone would ever say that to a white man because white man usually doesn't need that. No. So it was just lovely to see just this respect being bounced back and forth and even to hear all these other artists come out and talk about M and what he's done for the game and what he's done for the industry and like just talking about Eminem and like what his music has done like that, like Adele had something to say. Bloody all these artists have something to say in general. Like that was that was dope to see. Um, but it just really like just made me think like, wow, <clears throat> I'm so inspired. He's touched so many people. I want that. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. Yeah, 100%. it's big. Yeah, I, I, I've, always, I've always admired that, you know, about Dre. Uh, mm. It's one why Dre is one of my favorite producers, not just because of, you know, what he does on the – on the beat pad or on the, mm. on the synth, but you know, how he has been able to mentor so many of these mm. amazing artists, mm. whether it, you know, be his homies from NWA onto Eminem, onto 50 Cent, onto uh, Kendrick Lamar, Anderson Pack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's the and, man. Like he just, he, he could hear the talent. He yeah. just knew, like, I think he's, he's so important because he's, he's a very powerful person because he's got that, talent where he just knows, mm-hmm. just knows it, you know, and they're yeah. the people that are at the, the top of the industry and you Definitely. want at the top of the industry because they know that someone's got the it factor. They know that they've got that quality that differentiates from just another celebrity and an artist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I love Dre for all of that. Yeah, yeah, but yes, yes, <laughs> I, I 100% <laughs> agree. I 100% agree. Now, if it's cool with you, mm. Would you like to go on a little, you know, Eminem flowers? Like give give him a little bit of flowers and and say our some of our experiences and like thing of, you know, listening to Eminem, our experience with Eminem. Yeah, do you want to start? Yeah, of course. I feel like so you've I'll, got a lot to say. <laughs> no, 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 of course. I and I want to start with like a quick bio for for, you know, if 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 you love hip hop, you should know who Eminem is and, you know, but you know, you might also be young and not understand how deep and why he has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because maybe you've only heard recent Eminem and you know recent Eminem isn't as mm. strong as you know younger Eminem of course but you know he's he's 
influence in hip hop is undeniable. Is undeniable. So, yeah. Uh, born in 1972 in St. Jo- Joseph, Missouri, Marshall Bruce Mathers III, aka Eminem, began rapping when he was 12. He got a, you know, he got some demos from his uncle Ronnie, who he's talked about in a number of songs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who, who passed away uh, when he was still young. So, you know, it's it's Ronnie who really introduced him to this genre. That was hip-hop. From there, he met Proof, who's one mem- one of the other six members of D12, who passed away mm-hmm. in 2004. I think it was 2004. Who, uh, you know, would be his partner in crime in the, the underground Detroit battle rap scene where, you know, especially at the spot called the Hip-Hop Shop, where which was like, the 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 mecca for for rappers in Detroit mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. early in the early nineties. So from there, he put out his first unofficial album, Infinite, in 1995-96, with you know no real success. However, after losing in the Rap Olympics in 1997, he got approached by an Interscope Records assistant, which you know uh, Eminem lost like I mentioned, and he was so pissed off that he kind of just threw the demo at the the guy. He, like, he didn't care. He was That's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from there, you know, Interscope is Jimmy Iovine's label, and Jimmy Iovine is currently in partnerships with Dr. Dre, especially from meeting uh, regarding The Chronic, mm. uh, Dr. Dre's debut album. So, yeah. you know, th- those two were, were slowly building their, their partnership and, you know, mm. what would eventually turn into be a billion-dollar venture when Dre sold beats Empire. to Apple Music. And, you know, what, watch The Defiant Ones if you, if you want to learn more about that. So mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Dre eventually signed him after he heard the demo, not knowing that, you know, M was white. And yeah. from after discovering that, you know, cries from the other label execs saying, you know, don't sign him because he's white. But M, uh, like we mentioned, Dr. Dre took the chance and from there with the initial session that led to his first hit song my name is eminem turned into the most successful rap artist of all time releasing his hit debut album in 1999 called the slim shady lp following that he released the fourth fastest first week selling album of all time and fastest selling rap album of all time with Mm. 1.7 million in the first week the marshall mathers lp the following year he would go on to release a total of 11 studio albums, three collaboration albums with his group D12 and Bad Meets Evil with Royce Divide 9, two compilations, including one for his movie eight, oh no, sorry, three compilations because he also did the, the, the shady, he did two shady tapes, uh, shady mm-hmm. records, um, mm-hmm. but one for his movie Eight Mile, which won him an Oscar. He has won 15 Grammys, a buttload of other awards that I didn't write down, been heralded as the greatest rapper alive by numerous publications over the past 20 years, and, you know, now Mm. is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I was listening to this new Nas album Mm -hmm. uh, earlier today before we started recording, King's Disease 3. Again, make sure you go check that out. so dope. And he has a track Mm. on there which is talking about, you know, the first time you heard one of your favorite artists and, you know, I'd like to quickly mention, you know, the first time I heard Eminem, it was 2010. So I was mm. in year seven. So I was about 12, 13. Mm. And we had just come back from South Africa. We went for the World Cup. Ooh. And on that trip is when I first fell in love with hip hop. I heard Get Rich or Die Trying because on the iPod mm-hmm. that I was just uh, cycling through all the Michael Jackson, the Beatles songs. I was like, let me check out this this album and i played pimp loved it 
uh, told my my dad, you know, I really enjoy this album, and he was like, okay, you like Fifty? Like, and I think there maybe might have been some Eminem songs on there too, either like the the big popular mm. ones. And he's like, let let me show you some more. He showed me uh, a couple music videos. I think one was Mockingbird. Mm. Uh, there was Toy Like Toy Soldiers. Mm. Maybe Lose Yourself, but I remember specifically those two, Mockingbird and and Like Toy Soldiers. And I remember I I I didn't bawl my eyes out, but I cried at yeah. I think watching I think it was Mockingbird. I can't remember. Yeah, they were both emotional. I songs. cried on Mockingbird. I remember crying. <laughs> yeah, like when I first watched it, because I was like, wow, like the storytelling and the emotion that he's really putting into this. Now, obviously, yeah. I hadn't heard anything previous. I didn't know all the the drama and the beef and what had led to you know, you know. You know, all the all these beefs with you know Ja Rule and you know the his situation with Kim and his family issues yeah. and his mother yeah. and all that stuff. I just knew the then and now and Mockingbird was a beautiful story about you know the struggles of him and his uh, him and Kim and you know trying to make it work but it's not going to work and you know him yeah. feeling like he's let them down and you know and like mm. Toy Soldiers the the what why beef is dumb. It's something that, you know, could be applied now with, you know, how dumb some of this rap beefs are. Yeah. And yeah. And and what, you know, it can ultimately lead to, which is, you know, unfortunate deaths and, you know. Mm. Which is know. something that's a very common topic, unfortunately, on these podcasts. Yeah. So it's still from relevant. there, from there, you know, I did a little bit of research and then I'm uh no, I didn't meet AJ in 2013, but he he really he he gave me a couple albums to listen to. Um, one of them I think was the Eminem show. Mm. He was like, you should really listen to this. And I I did. And from there, the tree branches started to build. Mm. And Eminem has always been, you know, I oh, actually, before I say that, I if if you know me, I'm you know, super pro-black. I'm trying to, you know, keep learning about my blackness. And, you know, I mm-hmm. am always about heralding black artists, black creatives. I always support black businesses and mm. all that jazz. Mm. But I will never not deny the influence and the importance that Eminem is to me as an artist mm. when it comes to his lyrical technability, mm-hmm. uh, t- uh, technicality and, you know, how he flows and how yeah. he's able to build a story and make it so vivid in your mind. It's like a book. Yeah. Like, like it's undeniable the the influence that he has had on me. I've had mm. a number of his his merch and 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 or not memorabilia, would you say? I have a a a, a dog tag, like necklace, mm. that's made from his house. Amazing. The one that got knocked down. Uh one nine four four six Dresden. I hope I got that that um address right. That's crazy. And I have a poster which is annotated from the Eminem Eminem show. You, you, I'm showing it on to Lolly yeah. on on a video. You probably won't see it on the on the thing. Um, and you know yeah. I have a whole bunch of cassettes and like a lot of CDs. And you know I will go back and back and back. I'm currently listening again, going back over his discography again. Yeah. Like it wasn't even planned with the this topic and the the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I want to go over it again yeah. because I love it. And yeah, yeah, M's, I think that's M's my crazy. journey with him. Yeah. And like, just going off what you just said, like, I totally understand what you mean when you're talking about his lyrics and 
and his flow and his writing, like he created his own sound, man. That's like he's a pioneer of his own sound. Mm-hmm. And I think as well like someone who always wanted to write songs and be a lyricist, like he's definitely someone I've been influenced by and like um, inspired by more than anything and someone I respect just as a lyricist. I think he's one of the greatest lyricists and writers of all time mm-hmm. and I'll always say that and I respect a lot of songwriters and I think he's definitely in like my top 10. Um, Where, when did you first hear him? Well, so I have three older sisters and older guy cousins. So I can't tell you when I first heard him because he was always on, mm-hmm. always on. Like V Hits was always on TV. MTV, not as much because my mom's like, ah, haram, girls dancing naked on the screen. Mm-hmm. But V Hits, not that it yeah. was any better, was always on TV. And yeah. I just remember, like, my namies came out when I, the year I was born. But yes. I remember, I vividly remember seeing that up until like the age of 10, like mm-hmm. on V hits, like on repeat. Yeah. And I've, I watched like the Mockingbird video the first time I cried. I remember when the first time I watched that, actually watched it. It was probably on in the background a lot. But I just remember hearing this a lot at like barbecues and in my sister's cars or whenever my cousin, we went to my cousin's houses because like I'd always sit in my cousin's rooms. And I always used to hear this stuff like as a kid. I grew up listening to a lot of hip-hop and R&B as a kid just because I was around people who were anywhere between 4 to 15 years older than me. Yeah. So I was the baby in, in out of like my family and then my auntie's family. Like it was us always together. It still is, just our, our two families. Um, they are basically my immediate family at this point and they influenced me heavily, what they were listening to and everything is what I was listening to. This was mm-hmm. always on. And the fact that I still go back and listen to these things, these yeah. songs, 20 years later, like, says a lot. Yeah. says a lot about his influence. M was just always on. I don't really have more to say than <clears throat> that. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful I got to grow up listening to this stuff. I remember, like, Lose Yourself and when I watched 8 Mile for the first time, I was a mm-hmm. bit older because I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of things when I was younger. My mum didn't course. want my... Naturally. Mind to be, yeah, influenced and everything, especially with some of the things that M talks about. Yeah. Um, And shows on AMR. Remember, my mum just used to call him like, ah, Satanist, ah, God, ah. So like (laughs) she was, (laughs) whenever she could control what we watched, she would. Um, (laughs) But I, I remember like trying to learn the lyrics to lose yourself and just totally trying to mimic everything he did. And I did that with so many of his songs the older I got. Like I already knew most of the lyrics because I'd heard it a lot growing yeah. up, but I really wanted to learn it and I wanted to analyse the inflections and analyse the the lyrics and the bars and and the rhyme scheme. And before I even knew what any of that was, yeah, that's like that's how much of an influence he had on me. He made me, he intrigued me. And I think like that artist like M that did that to me really influenced me to become a writer today. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I 1000% agree. Eminem was there at the inception of my love of, uh, love of hip hop. And I will, you know, yeah. always, always, always yeah. like he thanks, you know, all his forefathers. I want mm. to thank him for 100%. You know, getting me into this genre that I absolutely love yeah. and will forever love. And just just the way that mm. 
you know, he was introduced to hip hop and he loves mm. everyone who comes before him. Yeah. So exactly. Once again, shout out to Eminem, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Well deserved and well deserved to everyone else who was inducted. I, I enjoy a, lot, uh, a number of the artists who are also also on there all night long. <laughs> I love that yeah. Lionel Richie song. <laughs> but anyway, that that's going to do us for this this episode. Uh, it's it's uh, very like I said, very uh, top heavy with the with the Eminem topic. But you know, I thought mm. it was I thought it was. Uh, it's a great one to do. Like you have to give them their flowers. You know, definitely. Definitely. And I also missed a, a, missed a conversation like this on the pod. We haven't had a conversation like this on the pod in a while, mm. uh, you know, talking yeah. about our, our personal, like, like yeah, how we discovered someone or how we were when, when this happened and, you know. Mm. Yeah, and I love I, to hear it. It's inspiring yeah, to hear, like, we're so different as well. We're such different people. We're such different artists. It's so good to, I like hearing where you came from with all yeah. of this. And you know 100%. what, guys, Vice versa. The, the guys that are listening out there, send us what these things mean to you. Like if you're hearing these conversations, we want to know what touched your soul and why. That's Mm going to inspire us. Let's just keep that inspiration and that energy up. Let's just do that. We're all one big MKS family here. (laughs) Let us know when you first heard Eminem, how it made you feel, and, you know, maybe what's your your favourite album of this year's. Mine's Marshall Mathers LP. But anyway, that is going to do us for this episode of the MKS podcast. I am Rue, aka the Culture Black Kid. And I'm Lolly with an I, not a Y. Get it right. I didn't forget that line. I'm good. Yes. (laughs) And we'll catch you next time, next week on the uh, the tastiest podcast in Australia. I'm going to flip it around. Midnight Snack (laughs) Podcast. We are out. Peace. Peace and mashed potatoes because I don't know, just thinking of Emma, I think of like mom's spaghetti and like, I don't know why mashed potatoes just came to my mind. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. Peace. And mom's spaghetti. The Midnight Snack Podcast is hosted by Lolly and Rue and executive produced by AJ and Rennie of Midnight Group. Theme song and transition music by Midnight Sound. Be sure to follow us at MKS Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and DM us if you would like to suggest a topic or like your music to be possibly featured on the show. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, share and leave a review. It helps a lot. Stay tuned for future episodes every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Peace. Peace.